Hello, and welcome to a very, 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 very special edition of the Sunflower Spreads podcast. I am one of your two hosts, Garrett Chad, with me as always, per usual, number two of two, but he's number one in all of our hearts. Garrett Winkler. How you doing tonight, Chad? Good. I just drank a starry, a nice lemon-lime citrus soda, a little too much citrus. Getting that caffeine bump? Well, you know, the funny thing is that it's caffeine-free, and oh. I forgot about that. <laughs> so I drank a starry for no reason. <laughs> Do you need uh, Dr. Pepper or anything? Get I'm alright. Get through the episode. Nope. nope. One soda is good enough for me. Right. It's already sitting weird in my tummy. Zero sugar. It's got a lot of sugar. It's honestly pretty impressive how one of our uh, classmates uh, in high school, Zach Eck, he would drink Pepsi literally like oh, every Mountain day. Oh, not Dew, I thought. No, it was Pepsi. The Pepsi? Yeah, he's a big Pepsi guy. Okay. I mean, yeah, he didn't drink water. He would only drink Pepsi, so... And he won a state title in wrestling? Yeah. Um, I have no idea how it was possible. <laughs> I don't think I saw him drink water more than a couple times. <laughs> that man survived on Pizza Hut Buffet and Pepsi. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, dude. Oh, man. Crazy. State champion, right? He also... Um, what was his other big thing? His other big thing was uh, that Emperor's. Emps. Emps. Emps Pizza Buffet and Pepsi. Dude, that was his diet. And then Applebee's Wings. Oh, Endless Wing Wednesdays Endless with wings the server Wednesday. Blake. Yes, sir. Blake Balake. was the goat. Balake. <laughs> Remember when we saw him at a Walmart? I, we did. That, that was, was weird. He was wearing like a Pikachu costume. That was weird. We were very off topic right and now. And it was like, oh my god, Blake, you're uh... Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> So, Chad, guess what I did this weekend? What'd you do? I went golfing. Oh, my God. So did I. I started a I new sport. I also went golfing. I started a new sport. We went golfing. Um, I've been at the driving range for the past couple months, so I had, you know, moderate expectations. My goal was not to lose any balls because I remember yeah. I went to Auburn Hills two years ago, and I went through probably, I think, 20 balls. I lost all of my balls that day yep. as well. Uh, we had to buy the shitty pinnacle balls um, at the store because that's all golfing clubs, you know, sell. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that was, I lost, uh, I lost two really special balls that day. Special balls. Not the ones on me. <laughs> two special balls. Sorry, I suppose it probably sounded like that with the framing I was using, but. No, I had a McDonald's ball and a ball with, um, oh, whose face was on it? A Jolly think, Roger. Mike Leach. No, I think it was, uh, I think it was a Reagan ball. That's actually had, really cool. I think it had Ronald Reagan's face on it. Yeah. <laughs> they were my last two balls in my bag. And we were in no position to go buy balls at that point. And I was like, I have to use them. <laughs> I just have to use them and hope they don't get lost. And I lost them, so that's that would probably just quit and quit. Yeah, that I remember was... two years ago, there was a couple times that I just didn't even tee off because I was like, I'm going to lose my ball. So yeah, I just, I just, no, I started just dropping too. I dropped on the green. Not a fan of Auburn Hills. <laughs> um, I wasn't a fan. I, I liked the courses. The courses were very nice, like the holes and everything. Yeah. Oh, it's but a beautiful course. It just the you know, um, sucks. <laughs> the like staff administration were like absolute jerks to us. So that's what I oh, felt yeah. like. You know what I mean? Screw those guys. But those guys have always been dicks, man. Yeah, but there's nothing like the Haven Country Club. Let me tell you. Yeah, that. staff there is non-existent <laughs> in the best way possible. <laughs> um, so we went out to Haven. Uh, I shot I think 18 above par, 19 above par. <laughs> 
Uh, I shot to 22 above <laughs> par. <laughs> it happens, all right? Hey, first time actually completing a course from start to finish. So let's pat ourselves on the back there. Good job, us. Yes, job. that is the first time I've actually golfed anywhere on a range or a course in over like a year. Probably a year and a half. You did it better than I expected. I, I was going to expect that there was going to be some balls lost. So Yeah, I mean, well, luckily it's just, you know, a bunch of dead grass in the middle of a field with some sand greens so now i understand that the course isn't the best but i think if you're going to learn the sport of no golf, it's a very it's a very, it's a very good, good course to get back into the game it's a very beginner friendly course i'm so. glad you know because it seemed like every time in college we'd go golfing and be like oh let's go to auburn hills and i would just suck and i would just be like i hate golf this this stinks and then but to this course you know i shot bad but i was still like uh mm -hmm. You know, wow, I, I had fun. I didn't lose any balls. I, I had some good strokes, you know. It wasn't all bad. There were, you know, for how far I got off course a lot, I, I ended up doing pretty well. So, we'll mm -hmm. take that. Yeah. doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you finish. I used to think of golf as more of like a drinking activity. You know, something like cornhole. That's yeah. how I'd kind of put it in the categories. Yeah, well, I mean. I don't know. I actually took it serious this time. I had a lot of fun. I stayed sober for the most part. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a brewski out there, but I, you know, I was out shoveling rocks the day before. Yeah. So I was pretty dehydrated, so I probably should not have drank at all. That's <laughs> Just all right. Water. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, considering when we would go in college, <laughs> JT would, would crack out the Miller Lights at like 8.30 a.m. Oh, yeah. So, I think I shotgunned a beer on the second or third hole. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know... I, I was drunk as a, as a skunk on probably the third hole when we went to Auburn Hills. So, well, like I said, it was just a different vibe whenever we went there versus whenever we went um, to Haven. Haven was more serious, you know what I mean? Yeah. We we took we took the game a little bit more serious, and I think we got a little bit more of a reward from it. So, you know, the second pound in the back for us. You know what I mean? Professional golfers. The road to the PGA begins now. Yes, we are aiming for the tour. <laughs> I hope to hit par at least once this uh, summer. Which is I would be love very... to hit par for once in my life. <laughs> I don't. Or let me rephrase that. If we break under ten under par on an eighteen hole course, I will be very excited. Like ten under par? No, sorry. Uh, if we break under ten plus, I'll be very plus, excited. So if we plus ten are under plus ten, if we are under plus ten, okay. I'll be very excited on an eighteen hole course. Yes. On a nine hole, I think it would be like a plus seven. I'd I'd be very proud of myself. Yes, I uh, yeah, I need to work on my. What really sets me back every hole is my first swing is usually abysmal. We didn't See, have much. I have a plan in my mind going into each hole usually. What's the plan? Well. You know, I mean, it changes from hole to hole, but basically what happens on my first swing is that I usually top the ball or I shank it or something like that. And then the hit that I wanted to have on my first stroke comes on my second stroke. And now I'm way off course. So then I spend too much time getting back on to the course, which sets me back. So got to work on that first uh, that first stroke. And I, I think I'll, I'll drop my score here a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, I was looking. I really feel like I left a couple shots out in the course, too. That first we hole. We missed some putts. Well, I I can't fault us for putting. You know what I mean? If we shot. Because of the sand. If we shot close to five plus par, I would just chalk it up as the sand. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
That's kind of how well, I... Well, I know, you it. know, I think we lost a few strokes to the sand. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it kind of breaks rhythm and everything. I'm talking about that first hole. Storm shot a plus 10 on the first... He, he shot 10 shots on the first hole. Um, uh, was it the first hole? First hole, he, he took 10, 10 strokes. So it was plus 6. <laughs> Bad start. I, I had a plus 2. I finished with 6 strokes in the first hole, and I think you did the same. I did the same. That first hole was pretty easy. Like, it was just a straight line. Yeah, but we went into it with literally, and everything. literally no warm-up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I took a couple practice swings. I, my th- first, I know you guys kind of just stood there. but <laughs> my, first, my first swing was just a, gr- a hard grounder to second. <laughs> hard grounder. <laughs> and, uh, and then from there, you know, it was just... Well, second straight up the middle, so it would have been good. Well, where the second baseman would be, I should say, I suppose. <laughs> In between first and second. You got tagged out? I got thrown out uh, at first, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I My first stroke went straight into the trees. Um, of course, I kicked it back in. I, and I lost a few strokes due to hitting the trees. Now, the trees also saved me a few times, but yeah. there were some swings I had that felt absolutely perfect, and I just happened to hit the biggest limb in the tree, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it dropped me. So... My biggest weakness is on the three wood. I really struggled with trying to hit the driver a little bit less in the range what the three wood would do. So I worked on three wood today at the the range today. Nice. So hopefully get that up in tour. All right, enough golf talk. All right. Yep. Might have a little bit more at the end, but who knows? Uh, when we announce our masters, big. Basketball? Yeah, let's talk some basketball. Let's the national basketball. title game was last night. The Yukon Huskies played the San Diego State Aztecs. Now, unfortunately for all you Cinderella lovers out there, a blue blood wins again. Boo. UConn won a snooze fest, unfortunately. It was pretty good up until about the 13-minute mark in the first half, and then San Diego State didn't score a field goal for nine minutes. And um, they're not a team that's built to come from behind at all. They're very grindy. They're a lot like the grit and grind Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. You know, if as long as the game is close, there's always going to be a chance for them to beat you because they're so experienced, they're so solid defensively, and they're just a good fundamentally sound basketball mm-hmm. team. But, yeah, I mean, UConn really took advantage of San Diego State literally just not being able to make a shot. Um, They dominated inside. They dominated the pace of the game. I mean, they they were the best team in March just by far. Very clear. They're probably one of the most dominant winning teams, tournament winning teams of all time. UConn, yeah, I think their closest game was uh, Miami, and it was 14, right? Yes. That's wild. They beat Iona by 23. They beat St. Mary's by 15. They beat Arkansas by 28. Then they beat. Then they beat. Then they beat Gonzaga by like 25. 28. 28 again. (laughs) I think. I think you had this flipped. I think uh, Arkansas is 24. Yeah, you're right. Gonzaga was for sure by 28 because that was the most impressive one. And then they beat. Miami by 14, 14. and they beat San Diego State by 16. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact for you guys. Outside of Big East opponents, UConn was 17 and 0. (laughs) That is insane. (laughs) Yeah. 
And I think they actually beat um, San Diego City actually by 17, not 16. Oh, you're right. It was 76 mm-hmm. to 59. Yep. So uh, I had UConn five and a half. At one point before, a few hours before the game, it was nine and a half points with plus 120 odds. Now, I almost jumped on it, but I was thinking, you know, it's the national championship. Someone might make a call here to make this one a little close. Mm-hmm. Or San Diego State might just play up a little bit. How did you get five and a half? That's what it was at tip. Or six and a half, sorry. Because it was a seven and a half for San Diego State. Yeah, at, at tip. Like plus seven at, and a half, I should or Like probably 30 minutes before tip, I got it at six and a half, which I was happy with. I thought I thought UConn would win by seven to ten points. Yeah, that's fair. I was on San Diego State, seven and a half. I still went positive because I had the first half under. And then I also had the FanDuel boost of UConn to win and score 70. So Oh, I saw that one. I wanted to take it, but I thought... You know, we, you look at past UConn title yeah. games, and they're all just like 60s. 60s. Yeah. They beat Butler 53-41 to 41 mm-hmm. one year. That was probably the worst national championship game I've ever watched. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I just... So overall went positive. I should have. No, I mean, yeah, and San Diego State had such a great defense, but... I thought, because um, the ideal situation I had was San Diego State covers. They lose by like four, four three or four. Um, UConn wins and score 70. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that, that was like kind of what I was aiming for there with those three plays. Um, obviously, I don't know if I would have bet UConn the 70 if it wasn't boosted, but it was, so I took it. So, you know, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But um, overall. Been hitting some NHL picks as well last night. Oh, a little so, chell? A little NHL. Why do you get that? back the into Seahawks, NHL betting? The Stars. You mean the, the Kraken? The Kraken, the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Kraken won eight to one last night. And I've been against fading the, the Predators. The Predators stink this year. Oh, very, fading your own team. I know. But hey, what can you do? I'll I faded, I faded the Royals and I got burnt on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I stopped betting on the Royals because <laughs> the. No, I they, faded them. I faded them. The one game they won, I faded them. They won. Yeah, I keep they doing won that. They're playing like right now. I think. Yeah. I don't know what the score is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm back to uh, basketball. Oh, sorry, sorry, guys. Way off top. Um. Yeah, this UConn team is just really impressive from top to bottom. They had a good balance between their guards and their big men. Um, Sonogo just dominated again while he was fasting for Ramadan. Good for him. So very impressive stuff because, again, he was maybe he was probably the best player. I think he won most outstanding player mm-hmm. of the tournament. Um, but, yeah, UConn deserved to win. They crushed everyone in their path. I have no doubt that they also would have beaten the shit out of KU. So, Dang, nice. uh, women's women's ball, uh, LSU beats Iowa by a similar score. I can't remember. I think it was 102 to 85 or something like that. By by similar score, I mean the same deficit. But Caitlin Clark played well. Angel Reese and the Tigers played better. Three Tigers were in the 20s in scoring. And you just can't beat a team when you have one scorer who scores 31 points and everyone else scores like 10. So, yeah. and uh, I mean, really, I think what's impressive to me is how this game has so many people talking about women's basketball. It's great for the sport. Not for the right reasons, but... No, not for the right reasons. I think it's foolish reasons. Yeah, but... I just, I don't like the whole angle people are going at. Yeah. You know what I mean... Everyone's playing a race card, and I'm just like, eh. Yeah, I don't, I don't, like I don't the care. Discussion. If I will lost, I'm just kind of like, eh. Yeah, whatever. they're talking about the game for the wrong reason. Yeah. Um, 
because, I mean, you know, Caitlin Clark was still transcendent. Angel Reese had 34 double-doubles this year. Why don't we talk about that? Why don't we talk about her brother, Julian Reese, at Maryland? Oh, oh. They're going to land Hunter Dickinson, by the way. Big name transfer from Michigan. Hunter Dixon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, 9.9 million viewers for the women's championship, which is the most since, I believe, Candace Parker was playing college basketball. Candace Parker. She uh, played for Tennessee, and then she played for the L.A. Sparks, and now she's on ESPN. Oh, good for Candace. Probably the greatest women's basketball player of all time. Really? Yes. Interesting. Okay. If not if not that, then like top two or three. Okay. So um but yeah, I I think Caitlin Clark, you know, kind of showed people that women's basketball can be exciting because I mean some of the shots she makes, man, are just Yeah. Out of this world. <laughs> I mean, we were sitting in beat ups watching the second half and she had like three plays yeah, where you were just like, Wow. That's insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, also in women's basketball, Kansas won the women's NIT over Columbia. Great job by the Jayhawks. They didn't make the tournament because they choked the last, like, At least they games. won a tournament, right? At least they won a tournament. That's great for them. Mm-hmm. Good for the good for the women's program. The I remember when they beat Elena Deladon in Delaware when Delaware was a one seed in, like, 2015 or something like that. Wild. Um, but, yeah. There you go. Anyway, that's pretty much college basketball talk. talk. Yeah, I don't have much to say about the women's game. Uh, I was at Iowa minus three and a half. I thought Clayton, Caitlin Clark, Clark, excuse me, could get it done, but obviously I was wrong. So I ate that pick. You know. Yeah. Just one of those things. Just one of those it. things. You just gotta eat it. Yep. Um, the men's NIT was North Texas, I believe. Yes, they beat and fellow conference uh, USA member. UAB in the title. (laughs) And the coach immediately, after beating him within 24 hours, landed in Lubbock and took the Lubbock job. (laughs) Texas Kind of Uh, a bad look. I would have waited a day or two, but, you know. Where are you going, coach? Oh, I got to drive to Denton for... uh, Move my house. Or, excuse me, I have to drive to Lubbock for reasons. Don't worry about it. (laughs) A golf tournament in Lubbock. (laughs) So... I didn't like that look from the North Texas coach, but you know I'm also not a North Texas coach, so what do I Imagine being so ecstatic that you won the NIT. It's like, Coach, let's run it back next year. Let's get to the tournament. He's like, oh, (laughs) guys, uh, this would be a good time to tell you I'm leaving. (laughs) But Dusty May remaining at FAU, that's a great look for FAU. I don't think any of their players are entering the transfer portal at this time. So they could very well run it back with this squad. Um, let's see, SDSU coach Brian Fisher, I believe his name is, mm-hmm. said that he would not be surprised if FAU went undefeated next year in the regular season. Dang, that's crazy. So, Greg high Marshall. praise from a great coach. Greg Marshall treatment. Greg Marshall treatment, yep. I could see it. They are coming to the Americans, so they're going to have to go through our Shockers. <sighs> shockers are good in one game. Yeah, uh, Max Absmus is going to come in and, and get a dub over oh, yeah. him. Anyway, hope that happens. That'll be fun. Um, but we can talk about that in a few minutes here. Year in review. Year in review. Who we would are you gonna like to start with. Uh, we'll start us with KU here. Start it off. We're gonna go through each of our schools and our favorite teams, and we're gonna review their athletics. And um, yeah, we can start off with the Jayhawks. KU football. 
Starting off with football, yes. Six and seven year. Six and seven year, baby. Another, That's what I'm fucking talking another about. Another losing season for the Jayhawks. I don't care. We won <laughs> six games. <laughs> Great season for the Jayhawks by mm-hmm. their standards. Jalen Daniels was an early Heisman candidate before he got sidelined by those dirty horned frogs. Uh, Jason Bean performed valiantly throughout the season, but... He just does not have the ability to take care of the ball well enough mm-hmm. to consistently win ball games. Hey, he couldn't throw an interception on the lot, his last play. <laughs> so he tucked it into the stands on a two-point conversion. <laughs> that is still the most shocking ending to a game I think I've ever seen in my life. Mason Fairchild, wide open. M- wide open Mason Fairchild. A chance for our boy to be the hero and send this game into another overtime. Um... <laughs> uh, but a uh, great season for the Jayhawks. They return all but five starters combined, I believe, on both sides of the ball. They had a top 10 transfer class in the nation coming in. The high school recruiting class, still a little weak, but it's generally uh, improving. Do you see your way too early bowl projection for next year? No, I did not. The Cotton Bowl. I think I may need to take me a trip down to the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> I'd go. It's an AT&T stadium. It's not in the Cotton Bowl. I hate that they moved it. I <laughs> know. I'd rather be at the Cotton Bowl. But I would the still story. go see Jerry's World. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is some, I don't want to say a sketch site. It wasn't like an ESPN one site or anything like that. It was the first site to put out a bowl projection for every team. Um, they had K-State winning the Big 12. I think KU taking second or third. Which would be an electric year for the Kansas sports. That would be, yeah. Um, K-State, I believe, was in, not the playoff, but, you know, the game just outside the playoff. I don't remember what. Because you know how they rotate? Yeah. Um, the Rose Bowl's in, so it been, I think it's, oh, the Fiesta Bowl. They have K-State in the Fiesta Bowl, that's it. K-State always goes to Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Bullshit. But not even the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, bring back Tostitos. I, I hate... We already talked about it in an yep. earlier episode. I hate the new bowl names. We'll talk about it again next year. <laughs> sounds good. Maybe a fun mm-hmm. uh, August segment would be renaming that would bowl be games. That would be fun. Let's we'll write that one down. KU basketball, Chad. All right, so they win the regular season Big 12 title. They fall again. to Texas at the very end of the year. They get blown out in Austin yep. by 14, I believe. Um they had a strong performance in the Big 12 tournament. They made it to the championship game, only to get blown up by Texas yet again. again. And then they fall to Arkansas in the second round? Second round. I, I, I can't remember. I was just... The round of 16. 32. So, granted, you guys probably wouldn't have gotten past UConn the next round anyway, but still not a good look. Um, yeah, I mean... Because I feel like KU should have won that game. I feel like they... They definitely should have won that the game. the majority of the they, game. They until were the, the better team minutes. for... 36 minutes of that game. Yeah. Um, like, clearly, by a wide margin. Cooper Dick's leaving, right? Or not Cooper, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Grady Dick did declare for the draft. He was spotted back in Wichita, which means he's no longer going to classes. Yep. The classic look for all freshmen or really any player who's declaring for the draft. What about, um, is it his last name Wilson? Jalen Wilson, yes. He was technically a junior. He declared for the draft. As well. As well, of course, now there's this grace period where you can pull out if you don't like how your projection looks and all that. I think he'll probably stay in. He already gave a really emotional speech 
on senior day, so I don't think he's going to come back. Uh, it would be awesome if he did. Yep. But unfortunately, I think we're just going to have to move on. And I don't think uh, I think this is going to be a weak Kansas team. Oh, moving forward. Mm-hmm. Mm, um, obviously, you guys normally reload with recruits and one and dones and stuff like that. But I would have to say I kind of agree. Normally, whenever you have a couple players that are good enough to start in college, but aren't good enough to like immediately declare for pro, that's when KU kind of finds success. Such so as Cole Aldridge. Yeah. Um, I think Mario Chalmers was kind of one. Yeah. Uh, and then you, of course, like Andrew Wiggins here. Whenever you guys have the big name like recruit come in, and yeah, it doesn't go well. <laughs> obviously, it's a one and done. And KU, I don't know for whatever reason, just no normally. It's a, it's a quick flash, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It looks great during the regular season, and then it's gone. So, Yeah, uh, I think pretty much our entire bench transferred out. Yeah, um, I saw one guy's going to Boise. Oh, which one? You know? I don't remember. MJ Rice was a five-star shooting I guard. I want to say it's Cameron Mays. It could be. He only played like five minutes yeah. a game. <laughs> he, he was a bench guy. That's the only reason I brought it up. Yeah, pretty much our entire bench transferred out. Five-star recruit last year, MJ Rice, had back problems a lot of the year. Didn't get a lot of PT. He is going to be transferring out. The coaching staff tried to convince him to stay by telling him, hey, man, we have no players. You're probably going to play a lot, but I guess he just doesn't want to stick around. That's fine. Fair enough. So right now on our active roster, as far as I know, we have Dewan Harris – who I thought was a very vital key he is, to... Yeah, uh, no, he's a top five point guard in the country, which is great, but if you have no one to give the ball to, what are you going to do? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Ernest Uday Jr., who's our backup center, he'll be he's going to turn into a good player. He'll stay for four years, I think, turn into a, a nice player, kind of like um, Landon Lucas or um, probably better than Landon Lucas because he's got better rim protection, but someone kind of like that. And then we have... I can't think of anyone else. What would be the grade you'd give KU football and KU basketball? I would give grade. KU football a B because it could have been better. There Obviously, some... Jalen, uh, right, Jalen Daniels. Daniel, I want to say Jalen Wilson now. I know. <laughs> Jalen Daniels got injured. Uh, so, like, obviously that, I think, factors in. I think you guys pick up another game or two. Um, if he's healthy, I think you guys beat Tech. Um, just like that's I think, one I really I think circle. if Jalen Daniels was healthy, we'd beat Tech, potentially beat TCU. I think we would have beaten Baylor because so we almost came back and beat them with Bean. And I think Oklahoma played their best game of the season against us, so that's a wash. Uh, Texas beat the fuck out of us. They got some nice revenge. K-State, Jalen Daniels played. He played, yes, but we like that game – it was weird because you guys beat us by what, like 20, 21? I think it was like in the 14, 21 range. Somewhere, so. something it ended like that. That's kind of a weird score. But at the same time, KU left so many points on the board in that game and gave up, gave up a couple of very stupid touchdowns mm -hmm. that I think one or two bang bang plays, and that's a. I think K State would have won regardless, but that's. I think KU could have ended up with like eight wins, and of course the Arkansas game. Probably could have walked away with a win there, if not for some questionable play calling and uh, Jalen Jason Bean. Jason Bean, but he's coming back. He wants to redeem himself. We'll see what happens. Bean is coming back. Yeah, he, he decided to come back. Oh my god! I mean, I would have done the same thing if I had another year. He wanted to. It was before the bowl game. He wasn't going to come back. 
And then that happened, and he was like, I'm going to come. I think he's good enough to start at a mid-major. Yeah, no, I, th I think so, too. But why, I think he why likes... spend your last year of eligibility behind Jalen Daniels? I mean, I think this gives him a better chance to show off his athleticism. On the bench? No, I mean, we put him in different sets. We you, put him at receiver. We put him at running back. Him in that different no. sets? No. <laughs> That's my point. No, I don't want him in at quarterback. I would take him on, like, a sweep or something, you know? But I think what he's trying to get at here is that the two quarterback he's, systems a cancer. And that's oh, I know, and what I'm, I'm trying to tell you is, I think what he's trying years. to do to give himself any sort of shot of playing in the NFL is um, is by showing NFL teams the athleticism that he can bring to a team. He's probably a top twenty athlete in in college football, just based off of his speed and athleticism. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not a good quarterback, but... <laughs> well, okay. He's a very up-and-down quarterback because he'll make, as I've said all year, he'll make some of the best plays you've seen in your life from a quarterback, and he'll make some of the stupidest plays you've ever <laughs> seen in your life from a quarterback. So You gave KU football a B. You gave KU basketball... KU basketball, I'm going to give them... God, it was really a disappointing year. I'm going to give them a C+. Plus. Yeah, I'm I, pretty disappointed. We had a basketball, lot of I'll give KU basketball a B minus. The only reason I give it a B minus is you guys at least got the regular season title barely. It was close. I mean, I had a lot but... of fun watching Jalen Wilson. He's that was he had some individual performances that were just phenomenal. He doesn't and, even make the Sweet Sixteen. I know. The we lost. We got blown out by Texas twice. I mean, overall, it was a good year. Most programs would kill to have the year. Oh, KU I mean, yeah. By most I'm just program, saying, by, by KU standards, I think it was a B minus. Yeah, and I think well, and you know, Bill Self, titles. Bill Self out for two, three weeks to end yeah, the season. That's kind of out of your control. Kevin McCuller Jr. was out for a stretch of games, and we yeah. played horribly on defense in one of those games. He was out. Dewan Harris missed a few games. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Grady Dick, of course, the freshman swings up and down, up and down. Uh, I think it was just a very inconsistent year that could have been a lot better. Yeah, no, that's fair. So I give a C plus just by just because you know the national championship last year, and you know we started off the year pretty well, generally speaking. And then we kind of faltered. But, you know, it's a brutal conference that we play in, so. It was a hell of a conference, honestly. Anyway, and I give KU women's basketball an A for the for WNIT NIT. championship. Good for them. Um, All right, K-State football. Yep. All right, Big 12 champs. They get blown up by Alabama. They lose to Troy and TCU in the regular season. I think that's all the losses. Am I wrong? Texas. forgot about Texas. So they posted, uh, what that be, 9 You said four? Troy. It was Tulane. Tulane, sorry. We have Troy this year. Oh, just foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, we followed Tulane. We fell to, to Texas. Texas and TCU. TCU. Beat TCU in the Big 12 title. Electric game. And then got blown up by Alabama. So was, how many losses is that? Three or four? Three or four, four total. Four. So they went, what, 10 and four? Mm-hmm. Not a bad season. Big 12 title was very good. I'd give it an A-. minus. Um, obviously, if you can win a conference title in football, that's always a good year. Most programs would kill to have that kind of year, like I said with KU basketball. Um, the only thing that I think I would have wanted to improve is an undefeated home record. Obviously, we lost one road game, one neutral site game, and two home games. You know what I mean? They could have 
Tulane, I kind of just look at that like they won the Cotton Bowl against USC. Tulane's a very good team. Not much <laughs> you can do about that. Texas, you know, they made a bowl game. I don't think they won. Yeah, because Bijan set that out. Yeah. And Bijan tore up Michael, State. Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. Just without his Penix. Texas just has K-State's number. There's not really much more to say about that one. You guys still almost won that game. I know. It was a competitive game. Um, TCU was very good this year, and that was at Fort Worth. We had quarterback issues, <laughs> having our first and second string get injured. So, you know, that was just a tough game. They win the Big 12 title. Very happy. Um, I was If they would have kept it competitive against Alabama, I would have probably vouched for an A. That makes sense. Yeah. But I'll, because it just kind of, I enjoyed the aggressiveness. I enjoyed. I I agree with all the decisions that uh, Kleiman made. We've already talked about this plenty of times. I like how aggressive he was in the game and how he played to win, and it ultimately all backfired and they got blown out against <laughs> Bryce Young. So what can you do about that? What so, can you do? <laughs> Alabama's probably a top four program in the nation this year. I'd like to. I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> but, all in all, I think it was a great year for K-State. I'd give it an A-. They performed above expectations. That's all you can do. What would you give K-State football? I would give you guys probably the same, if not uh, an A, just because, yeah, you faltered a couple of times, but you had some great wins. You're big mm. club champs. Uh, and I think... Another competitive league. Yeah, I think um, what really helps is that K-State is hitting all the right notes on promoting their athletic programs mm-hmm. right now. You guys are bringing back the Willie logo. You guys were phenomenal in the tournament. You had a couple of viral yep. locker room moments. That's yep. great. Um, a lot of your social media branding is stepping up into a more positive light thanks to Jerome Tang. Yep. If we haven't got to basketball yet. Yeah, still, I know. I was no, just no, mentioning okay. as a whole. Uh, and again, I'm not talking about basketball, but I will say, <laughs> do you remember, did you ever see that Bruce Weber quote about how he doesn't want to link his recruits to K-State socials because of the negative aspect in which they operate? I did not hear that, no. Whenever he got fired, he did an exit interview, and he said he was scared to give recruits, like, he was scared to introduce them into K-State social media because your guys' fans were so negative all the time. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> which is a fair, which was a fair no. uh, complaint, no. I suppose, would be the word for it. But now, say for the, the KU haters, you guys seem to be good. The, the team accounts are good. They yep. do fun little TikTok things, and yep. uh, I think a lot of recruits look at that. So based on your performance and your future outlook, give you an A. Yeah, K-State football, um, I honestly wanted to lean B-plus after I talked about kind of some of our bad home losses to Texas and Tulane. But I thought about recruiting and how we brought in Avery Johnson. We brought in a lot of um, linemen from western Kansas and eastern Colorado. That's the kind of people you want to be recruiting to defend Avery Johnson down in the trenches. So I'm very excited. What about Will Howard, brother? Well, I'm, I'm looking to the future. I know, I'm just Will Howard, Will Howard really stepped up this year. Like, there's no doubt about it. K-State had you two think? great quarterbacks. Um, Adrian Martinez obviously didn't play as expected. But we had Will Howard step up when it, Martinez got injured. So you know I don't I mean? know. I would almost argue that our Martinez kind of gave you 
what you would expect. I mean, at, at Nebraska, yeah, he's he kind was, of uh, prone and he was a uh, a dual threat guy, but leaving more run. Yeah, and I think that kind of showed at K State. Yeah. Anytime you asked him to pass, it didn't go super well. I There's mean, a couple well, okay, plays. all right. Well, let me let me let me clarify that. No, you're okay. You you're couldn't okay. like. You weren't going to be able to rely on him to yeah. pass you out yeah. of situations. Yeah. And Will he Hart was stepped fine. up to that role yeah. in a huge way. He was way. fine in standard play-to-play, passing the ball. But if you got in a hole, you're not going to ask Adrian Martinez to throw you out of it. Yeah. And I also felt like there's a couple bounces that just didn't go his way. Like yeah. uh, whenever he threw to um, one of our receivers down the sideline, the receiver's literally running for a touchdown against Iowa State. And fumbles the ball in the end zone, and Iowa yeah. State recovers. Like that yeah, is not that his was fault. Bad. He threw a ninety-nine yard pass, and the receiver fumbled it on the one-yard line. Like that was it's bad. Re- like it's ridiculous. I forgot about that play. Damn, yes. I miss college football so much. I I'm know. thinking about all of these plays. But they had electric <laughs> moments, like the Big Twelve championship uh, kick, the fumble for TCU. Like great moments for the K State program. I give them an A minus. Uh, recruitment was very good this year. This is one of the most hyped uh, recruitment classes in K State history. So I'm very excited moving forward. And, and two years from now, I'm going to be very bullish on K-State football. Okay. Um, K-State basketball. No expectation for me whatsoever for K-State yeah. basketball. I saw that they had an 8-1 and one record. Um, I remember I was telling I remember telling you, hey, you seen K-State? They're doing pretty good. And you're like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> well, I started to get more and more attention. And I checked up on them right before they entered Big 12 play. And I was kind of like... Huh, and then they won their first Big Twelve game, and I was like, okay, and that's why I put a like that Vince McMahon gift, yeah, where he gets increasingly more excited. (laughs) Um, I put a future on them to win the national title just for fun, (laughs) and you know they beat KU. That was probably the high point of the season. They went on a huge tear a little bit later from that. They won, I think, eight in a row, majority of them road games, and then they lost four in a row. So like. There was a lot of highs and lows with the season. They didn't perform well in the Big 12 tournament. Got to tournament time. I think my expectations was a first or second round loss. Or second or third round loss, I should say. Um, I projected them to lose to Kentucky. I didn't think they could sneak past Marquette or Michigan State. Um, but they did. They made it to the Elite Eight. The game against Michigan State was the best game of the tournament, mm-hmm. by the way. I feel Maybe other than... Uh, maybe the only other argument could be San Diego State and FAU. Yeah. Just because of the... Uh, the magnitude. Yeah, the foot out of bounds. I, it wasn't out of It wasn't out of bounds, sorry. By, like, by an inch, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, by <laughs> centimeters. Um, but overall, I'd say the K-State program did phenomenal. I mean, they didn't win anything, to be fair. Like, they made it through the It eight. was a great step in the right direction. Oh, think, my God. I think it's it, you built a lot of excitement. I think you mm-hmm. showed off Jerome Tang really well. I think you, you got future mm-hmm. recruits to be like wow like i kind of want to like i want to come play for this guy like this is awesome these fans are great yep their arena is rocking yep they play in the best conference in the country they've got sick uniforms yep uh i mean and, and nil money coming yep. in so i think again with your future in play mm-hmm. and your your now i give i get i would give k-state an a plus for this year i think they faltered a little bit in the regular season so i might move it back to an a but generally speaking, granted, since you were supposed to be last in the Big yeah. 12 with all new players, none of these players were on the yeah. roster before the season. And uh, and you ended up taking, what did you take, fourth in the conference? 
Yeah. And you got to the Elite Eight. You were the last Big 12 team standing. Tied with Texas. Tied with Texas. But, yeah, like I agree with everything you said. The only thing that I would say to put it in the A category for me would be that if they won something. No, and, that's okay. Yeah. So I would say a B plus. According to expectations, I would say A plus. Like you said, I'd say A plus. Overall, I'd say B plus. I I think it's last year D minus F. Like yeah. last year was terrible. Bruce Weber, this is a great first year, but according to expectations, I think they further exceeded it. I now if you would have yeah. told me that K State would have went five hundred in the conference at the beginning of this year, I I would have said you're crazy. Like <laughs> yeah. I didn't think that they'd make the tournament. I thought maybe an NIT would be the best chance that K State would get, but you know they 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 succeeded all expectations whatsoever. So you know props off to K State. They did great. I'd still just give them a B plus though. All right. Just because they didn't bring home, let's say they brought home a regular season Big Twelve title. Let's say they won the Elite Eight and they made it to the Final Four. I'd probably put it if they had done any of those categories, or let's say they went on a run and made it to the Big Twelve Championship and like lost. I'd have been like, you know, I'll give them an A minus or an A or something like that. If they made it to the Final Four, I'd probably give them an A, A plus. But I just think they they just came up a step too short of actually getting any hardware. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, they're going to hang an Elite Eight banner in Bramlage Coliseum for it, and that's all they have to show for. <laughs> so, Which is something. It is something. I'm just saying, you get my point, yeah. is, you know, KU fans always say, oh, no national titles. You <laughs> know what I mean? So, it's hey, just the Virginia one. Hey, Virginia Tech's still there with you. Their, their ladies choked. So, K-State women, I give them an A because they beat Iowa earlier in the regular season. So, hey, anytime you can beat the runner-up, that's all that matters. There you go. Um. Yeah. Uh, so I think that does it for our KU K State rundowns. Uh, so let's move into some shocker basketball. Oh boy. Uh, so first off, not a lot of expectations for this year. I thought we would be slightly better than what we were, and I will say that we lost some nail biters, especially early in the, early in the season. Mm-hmm. I think. If I have my seasons correct, I think we lost to Arizona. No, no, no. That was last season. Sorry. This year we lost to Missouri by a, a two points, I think, in overtime. We lost to K-State by two or three earlier in the season in Manhattan. Um, and then... Yeah, I mean, there were some nail-biters in the AAC. We blew multiple 20-point leads against teams and lost. Yeah. I, I was expecting 20 wins, probably. I will say that the team did progress pretty nicely throughout the year. They were at least competing in every game against Houston and Memphis and stuff like that. And, I mean, when you give yourself a chance to win those games, it's always nice. But I, I was expecting a few more wins and just better overall performances. So I think just because... They didn't really meet my expectations. You know, I think pretty subpar year. I think I have to give them like a C minus, honestly. I know that sounds a little harsh, but Isaac Brown, um, there wasn't much excitement coming into the program this year. Uh, despite all that, he still kind of faltered and everything. The team faltered, the team let him down. Um, but he took the heat from it ultimately. Uh, Great accountability. I thought that they ended the season on a positive note, though. I really did. They won a tournament game in the AAC. They, Convincingly. 
Yes, they they dominated. They competed very well with Tulane, who was good this year. It was Tulsa they beat, and yeah, Tulsa Tulsa sucks. But it was nice to see a a nice, stress-free win. (laughs) Yes, it was like the first one in a while. Um, I felt like they ended the regular season pretty good. I think they won the last three of five or something like that. They went on at one point. They went on a five-game winning streak, and I didn't even realize it because I had stopped paying attention. But that's my point: is that the expectations had fallen off, off the building. Because of how bad they were during the midst of the regular season. Yeah. Um, so, um, had Wichita State given Isaac Brown one more year, I'd have given this a D minus season, D D plus. Um, but we don't live in that world because we hired Paul Mills. Paul Mills from Oral Roberts, and I am very excited for Paul Mills. Um, yeah, it's nice to feel some excitement. It is. I I really um, am excited for Paul Mills, so I'd give it a C. This season, I'd give it, and mostly the offseason, I'd give it a C. If I was rating it solely based off of season performance, I'd probably give it a D plus, maybe a D. But because of Paul Mills, I'd give it a C minus C. I'll give it a C. We'll we'll go middle of the road. I'll give it a C, Um, solely due to the hire of Paul Mills. I think Paul Mills is a great hire for the Shocks. Um, Yeah. That's all I gotta say about that. Um, I'm really, I'm really excited for Paul Mills. I, I'm curious to see who he brings in. Would love to see him bring in Max Absmus and maybe a couple other uh, guards with one year of eligibility left at Oral Roberts. Maybe he brings in some other guys from that conference for like, oh, I, you know, that guy's a pretty good competitor. Maybe I want to go play for him. Um, I mean, looking ahead for Wichita State, I think it might stay a bit the same before it gets better just because we have some quality teams coming into the American North Texas you're losing Houston FAU, um, Cincinnati you're Cincy, losing Houston UCF. Cincy UCF and you're adding FAU North North Texas, Texas. Um, North Texas just lost their coach so I feel like they're handicapped oh, who else are they bringing in they're bringing in a UTSA. few teams UTSA so I think Next year, I think Wichita State probably takes top six in the regular season. I'd hope so. I, I would the top hope so. six would be the expectation. I hope I'm hoping for the a only twenty win season. Already, like FAU should win the conference next year. Um, Tulane will be there in the top three. Tulane's pretty has a pretty good program going. Yeah, but outside that, I think it's wide open. So Wichita State, I feel like should be capable of beating every other team outside those. Two teams, I feel like they could split at least one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know, with all due respect to Isaac Brown, I think a few of our losses this year did come down to coaching um, and the inability to like run it. run some tough offensive sets. Some of it was just players mm-hmm. being idiots and making boneheaded decisions, yeah. taking stupid shots, which you can't really blame that on a coach, <laughs> James James Rojas. Um, yeah, Rojas sucked. Um. So, I think, but maybe, you know, maybe with some better coaching, those those decisions change to good decisions yeah. and making the right play. We are losing Craig Porter Jr. Walton, uh, the guard. Jaquan Walton is transferring, transferred to Alabama. Of all places. He started at Georgia, went to Wichita State, went back to Alabama. So, whatever. But, I mean, good for him. Good choice. Good program down there in Alabama. Great Kenny Marshall Poto. Picture. Is in the portal, but he was at the unveiling of Paul Mills. So he could stick around still. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We'll see. 
I'm I wouldn't the be biggest upset Poto if we guy. Lost. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset if we lost Poto. Um, but yeah, I think going forward, I like saying you know, I like saying Poto, but like you know what I mean. Yeah, I didn't see enough out of him to really like. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I am excited to see who Paul Mills brings in. Um, we'll just have to keep an eye on that. You know what I mean. But I think no matter what, I think give it like two years. I think Paul Mills will bring in his recruits, and I'll be excited for it. Yeah. So. Um, one more WSU sport. The softball team is great as always. They were great hey. last year. This year they're in the top 25, performing exceptionally well. Good job, softball uh, team. Good job, softball team. They're, oh, and the bowling team won another national championship. That's wild. Good I think the women's the won this year. Not not oh. the men's. The women's won again. I liked it how we had a speaker whenever we were at Delta Upsilon. Um, we had the bowling coach come in yeah, and try to talk that was, about that was actually pretty what, awesome. What are the keys to success uh, for winning? And he talked about the technical the technicalities of throwing a bowling ball. It was and awesome. He was like an analytics guy. It was it was hilarious. That was my like, favorite stag. You know, there. You know, Tony Durano was trying to say, "Hey, what are the keys to success and having the passion to win?" And he just talked about and he's bowling. He's talking about bowling, and analytics. it was awesome. He's talking about bowling analytics. It's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was I was captivated. Like, this guy, is, I mean, he knows what he's doing. They're yeah. amazing at bowling. The did you know the uh, Shocker Lanes downstairs in the RSC? Yes, sir. Is actually oiled up to uh, NCAA standards, which is why I'm always so bad when I go bowling there. I don't oh. go bowling there anymore, but because I'm not in college. But I go to the Spoko Forum every once in a while, and I bowl there. I usually, if I'm if I'm bowling, I usually go with the Angelos people at North Rock. So. I actually went there two days ago. Really? The Spoko Forum, yeah. Is Spoko Square. Sorry, Spoko. Oh, Square. okay. All right. Now yeah, that makes sense. Have you ever been to Spoko Square? Yeah, North Rock. No, Spoko Square. It's on the Nintendo Switch. Oh my god, you're fucking... <laughs> I thought that's what that area was called. I've never looked at the sign above it, so... <laughs> well, now I feel like Boo Boo the Fool. That's uh, okay. I, I... Anyway, Wichita State's a bowling and softball school now. Mm-hmm. I think the baseball team's doing alright too, but I don't really care about the baseball team. So yeah. moving on. Uh, the Chiefs. A plus. Thanks to Byron. A plus. A plus. Won the Super Bowl. That's all you can really say. I mean, yeah. I don't know what else you want. There's not really any offensive news or offseason news. They they signed a tackle from the Jags, let yep. Orlando Brown walk. Um, and I say excited to see who they draft. I hope they go get a maybe a receiver, but honestly, I'm not too worried about it because Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback on the planet. So currently, and most likely at the end of his career, yeah. he will be. So. All right. Chiefs A plus that was A+, easy. A plus, yep. All right, a uh, little playing race action for the NBA. Just gonna touch on it. The Thunder are currently in. The Mavs are Tenth. currently out. Oof. And the Mavs are on the outside looking in because they don't own the tiebreaker over the Pelicans or the Thunder. And now the Lakers have gone on a little mini run. Thanks to so, their free throw shooting. Thanks to the free throw <laughs> differential. That's true. It's actually true. The Lakers shoot. More free throws in the fourth quarter than any other team by like thirty. So yeah, it's insane. I, I saw that stat and I don't even watch the NBA and I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Um, so, but someone asked Luca if he's not going to play the rest of the season so the Mavs can tank for three games, and he said, "No, any chance to win, I play." There's only three games left. Yeah. Oh the my Mavs. God. Here's the scenario for the Mavs to make the play-in. They have to go three and zero. 
and they need the Timberwolves to go 0 and 3 and they need the Thunder to go 0 and 2 or 1 and 2 Thunder I think is very doable Timberwolves want to be worried about so if the Timberwolves go 1 and 2 the Mavs aren't in yep holy shit I didn't realize it was this bad I thought there was at least a week or two left no, it snuck up really fast because I swear last week it was like, oh, there's 11 game le- games left. They're fine. They'll be all right. <laughs> and now... Uh, Are you worried at all about the Mavs not making the playoffs? Yeah. They have a 6% chance of making the playoffs. Oh, my God. When last month, a month ago, it was 95%. What's their last five? Is it like one and four? Yeah. Because they've slid quite a bit. They I've lost noticed. to the Hawks in overtime yep. because Trey Young flopped and got free throws yep. with two seconds I left. I saw that. Um... They're all they're all like close losses, yeah. which is what's the most frustrating. Like this is the most unclutch basketball team of all time, because all teams have to do is double Luca, and then deny Kyrie the ball, and then stick a man inside so they don't give up an open layup, and then Luca or Kyrie will skip it across the court to an open quote unquote shooter, and then they'll brick <laughs> the shot. And then we'll lose. <laughs> yeah, you get some of those Alabama players. Um, gosh, dang, I didn't realize the Mavs were in this kind of situation. I hope they make it, because I do enjoy watching Mavs games with you, especially in the playoffs. I know, I'm going to be um, real sad. The, if the Lakers win one, if the Lakers win one round, I think I'm going to not watch the playoffs. I'm just done. I know. Yeah, we had such a good time watching the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. That And I just, I don't know, I'm used to the I'll Mavs I'll watch the playing tournament if the Thunder make it. Yeah, so. I'd watch that with you. I'd yeah. come over watch that. Watch SGA. SGA is averaging 31.5 points a game. That's wild. Real hooper. Dude, that's crazy. I did hear rumors swirling that the Mavs are going to shut down Kyrie and Luka. Obviously, you denied that, so I'm not even going to bring it up. Uh- <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, well, you know, if if the Timberwolves lose a, or win a game, then, yeah, it's they're over. not going to play anymore. But, but as I just said in Luka voice... So as long as chance to play, they're I the twelfth team in the West. Eleventh, they're above the Jazz. And there's fifteen teams in the West. Yeah. How's that possible? Because uh, one, okay, so LeBron never did this. In six his through ten is like they're all like thirty nine and thirty eight. Mm-hmm. And then the Mavs are thirty seven and thirty nine. And then the Jazz are thirty seven and thirty nine, but the Mavs own the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. And then it's the Blazers, the Rockets, and the Spurs are all just ass. <laughs> so, I'm a little pissed the Thunder are going to make it. We need to get more draft picks. I'd love for you guys to tank, <laughs> but if the Mavs, call up Sam if the Mavs don't get in the top ten in the draft lottery, they lose their pick to the Knicks. So the absolute nightmare scenario here is to miss the play-in, and then the lottery ball bounces funny, and then the Knicks get our pick, <laughs> which would be absolute disaster mode. Luca requests trade, Kyrie leaves, and we suck. Because <laughs> we don't have any picks. That would be a very disaster. Thanks, Mark Cuban. Um, What do you think the seed would be for the Thunder if Ch- Chet Holmgren was healthy this year? Oh, you guys probably be top seven. Top seven? If, if, Chet would pan, if Chet panned out like he was Is supposed projected to, to Let's say he's then he'd like, probably be top seven. Pretty, pretty, what would be a good comparison? Laurie Markin? Yeah. Like well, if, he, play, like if he played like, well, Laurie is good now. Well, I'm just saying. I'm not saying he's not. I'm let's just saying. Say, like he's let's like, say if he played like three seasons ago, Laurie Marketing. Okay. You guys would be probably a seven or six. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Thunder. 
the process is panning out, you know? All those draft picks. Are the yeah. Clippers in or are the Clippers out? The Clippers are in. Damn it. They're the five seed. God damn it. Who all, who all those picks do we have? I think we have the Heat's pick. I think we got one of them. Heat are probably in on the East, right? Yeah. My, what about uh, Fred VanVleet? How's he doing? He had the first 20-point and 20-assist game in Raptors history. The Good job, day. Fred VanVleet. Are they in? Yeah. Good job. I think. Yeah, they should be in the playoffs. Cool. I'm excited. Thunder. Uh, at least we have at least one of our teams in. You know what I mean? Last year was the Mavs. And I enjoy cheering for the Mavs. I've always told you they were my second favorite team. I used to cheer for them before the Thunder moved to town. Yeah. Uh, or the, before the Thunder started their franchise out of nowhere. So, uh, <laughs> huh? Interesting. Because <laughs> Seattle bought the history. So, <laughs> um, one thing. Oh yeah. So here's here's something scary. Okay. Say all of this hap- all of the right things happen for the Mavs to make the play on play and happen. Down to the last game of the season. It's uh, I believe the Thunder play the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies could potentially be locked into their playoff spot so they could rest all their players. Mm-hmm. So now you have the Thunder, who are 0-2 and on the verge of missing the play-in, playing against the Grizzlies, who are locked in. And let's say the Mavs are 3-0 and at this point. Say they've won all their games. They they finish 41-41 and or whatever they need to be to make the playoffs. And then the Grizzlies sit all their players. And the Thunder win. <laughs> I would be happy for you, but I would be very distraught. And I would be so eternally angry at the Memphis Grizzlies. Because I already disliked them to the point where I could say that well, I know it's most Memphis likely going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I'm just saying, like, I'm not trying to taunt you or anything. I'm just saying that's most likely it's going to happen because every NBA team rests their players. Yeah, well, game. you know, Luka's going to play the best three-game stretch of his career. Kyrie's going to average 25 a game. We're going to go 3-0, and and then we're going to we're gonna miss the play-in because the Grizzlies want to rest their players like pansies. If it makes you feel better, I want the Thunder to miss the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if we have a pick or not. I just don't want us to make. You the probably p- do somewhere. <laughs> but if they did, I'll cheer for them. It's not like I want them to lose. Like it's one of those things that, like you know how you're whenever you're tanking in two K and your team just keeps fucking winning and you're yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. you can't like play when with you them win, when shitty. you win the finals as yeah. Marcus Morris yes. as your best player. I literally started a Kansas City expansion and I tried to tank the first year with Marcus Morris and he won Finals MVP and we swept the. It just East makes team. it not fun off the bat. Oh, no. I, I, I never played another game with that team because I was just like, I, I literally didn't. I played two games all year, and they won the finals. And I was like, well, there's um, that. Now, if the if let's say it's it's the Thunder versus the Lakers, 10 versus 7 in the plan, I would money line the shit out of the Thunder. Really? You think they beat LeBum? They have the Lakers Le, number. LeBum. <laughs> LeBum. LeChina. And uh, China and Disney, China King, uh, they would do it for Russ. Russ's vengeful spirit would take the form of SGA. SGA. That'd be amazing. Um, it's just one game, right? It's not even yeah, a series. Yeah, just one game. So I would money line the shit out of the Thunder in that situation. We'll see what happens. I would also. I would almost. I mean, I'd take Thunder spread in any first round matchup. You have to let me know when that game. They just want to win. You have to let me know if the Thunder make it because you know I'm not even paying yeah. attention to yeah. this. I like, so we have two TVs at work that sit above my desk, and I have to have them on because I 
run the front desk because we are cheap and did not hire a front desk lady. Yeah. And so they have a qualified front desk lady, front desk, front desk person, person, person. Excuse <laughs> me. Um, so they have a you know an engineering accredited person do it, and that's me. So uh, we have two TVs above it, and I turned one on to CBS Sports Free on Samsung TV Plus, and, <laughs> and uh, I saw the standings and the play, and I was like, oh man, the Thunder are in, not knowing how many games were left. I thought this was just a hypothetical for the last two or three no. weeks. I didn't think this was actually a most likely. What was the Thunder's percentages? 54? Yeah. They're like 54% chance they make it? Yeah. That'd be wild. Wow, weird times. Weird times seeing the Thunder in over the Mavs. I'd have given another five years before I thought I'd see the Thunder in the playoffs. Oh, it's just because SGA is, has literally. literally transcended basketball. <laughs> Dude, I love SGA. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you guys just have, like I said, you have a very young and hungry team that has literally no interest in tanking. Yeah. And they just want to win, which is why I would, I would take their spread in every single playoff game. You take the name off the jersey, okay? Just pretend that this is just a random team. You don't know the history. Would you cheer for the Thunder? Oh, I love SGA. Yeah. I'm I'm proud. Like, listen, you know, I'm a Sonics. I'm a Sonics fan at heart. I'm a Sonics truther. Um, bring back the Sonics. I still think Seattle will win an NBA championship before Oklahoma City. No disrespect. Uh, that's just the nature of the curse. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't make the rules. But yeah, I mean, especially if they play like Phoenix. In the first round, you know I'm cheering for Oklahoma City. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> like, yeah. The Thunder won a title. What would happen this year? I think it would be pretty crazy. Would you go to Oklahoma City for I the parade? I probably would. Yeah. I, I'd go for the parade, yeah. I probably wouldn't go for, like, the actual game because <laughs> yeah. I'm lazy and cheap. <laughs> but <laughs> that'd be I, wild. No, I think, yeah, pretty much all of the top teams in the West, except maybe the Kings, I would probably cheer for the Thunder against like if they were pl- like against the Kings Nuggets. are a fun team. I've watched them play. They're, they're fun. I like the Kings. I wish they're in Kansas City, but Me too. Kansas City Kings. That'd be uh, against the Nuggets, I would cheer for the Thunder because the upset would be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, against the Kings, that would be kind of a toss up. I wouldn't really mind who won that series. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, you know, I'm going su- uh, or yep. Thunder all day. Yep. Grizzlies, you know, I'm going Thunder all day. Yep. Clippers, I'm going Thunder all day. Pretty much any, yeah, anyone, any Western Conference team other than the Kings, I would. I, I would come over and cheer for the Thunder with you. Dang. I appreciate that. Let's talk about some more golf, Chad. Yeah, let's get into the Masters here. Masters this weekend at Augusta. Very excited for it. This is probably the most excited I've ever been for a golf tournament, weirdly enough. I've been watching a little bit of golf on that every now and then ever since I got into the sports two months ago. So I've been following along. We're going to go and make some picks for it, Chad. Um, who is your pick to win the Masters? The odds right now are in the favor of Scotty Scheffler, right? He would go back-to-back if he won. It has not been done since Tiger Woods in 01. I'm going Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson's like plus... Gotta look this up. It's very far down. Oh, never mind. <laughs> who's who's second or third in odds? Uh, Rory McIlroy. That's who I was thinking of. No, sorry, not Mickelson. Rory McIlroy is uh, plus seven hundred. He's tied with Scotty Scheffner. McIlroy took second last year. I take I take McIlroy. Yeah, I I I don't think Scheffner will repeat. I'm cheering for Scheffner to repeat. I want him to repeat, but I don't think he does. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. What about Dustin Johnson's odds? 
So Dustin Johnson's plus twenty five hundred. Great, great odds. Live Golf. He's only golfed three tournaments in the past. Oh um, right, he's with Live now. Yes, <laughs> he's only golfed three tournaments. I think in the past four months. So I do not know if he and I do say this with due respect to Dustin Johnson. Not that he's even listening to this, um, since he's very rich now. Uh, dude, thanks to that Saudi oil money. Um, I don't think he has the stamina for four full rounds, especially since it's supposed to be cold and wet um, next uh, on the third day, which would be Saturday. So I'm really worried about that. It's supposed to be ideal weather conditions three of the four days. I think the fourth day is supposed to be a little bit below 70, so the ball kind of hits off the tee a little funny. But the ideal temperature is 70 um, for a golf ball, and the humidity, uh, whenever it's pretty humid, it also hits a little bit better, oddly enough. So, and the wind's supposed to be favorable the majority of the days. The third day is supposed to be the roughest day um, from my analysis. I believe that the live guys are going to struggle, but at the same time, I do think Dustin Johnson will perform better than expected because I think everyone's kind of expecting all the live guys to not do well. Dustin Johnson has the second highest odds, odd enough, at 2,500. Cam, let me see here. Yeah, Cam Smith, he's... No, Dustin Johnson does have the best odds. Might take that back. Of the live guys? Of the live guys at 2,500. And so I think everyone's kind of expecting them not to perform as well because of their lack of stamina. Um, I think he took tied 20th in the last tournament last weekend, and that was in Orlando, and the course conditions were very poor during that. Um, Brooks Kepka won it, in case you didn't know. I was uh, actually going to bring up Brooks Kepka. Who's He's, that? Who, who does he have beef with? Everyone. That's what I thought, but there's <laughs> one guy in particular. I, I don't know. Which, which guy <clears throat> I don't know. I remember seeing some clip last year where uh, <laughs> Brooks Kepka was walking behind him, and this guy stopped his interview to talk shit to Brooks Kepka. I can't remember his name, but it was funny. I was like, you need beef and golf to get me involved. Yeah. Hey, what are John Daly's odds? He's not playing. I know. I'm just, I'm just messing with I will put a future on Tiger just for fun. I don't think he'll actually Tiger win tracker. it. I'd love for him to win it, but I think he finishes top 20. I'm going to put a top 20 future on him. Um, other futures, there's this new young amateur. He's the best amateur in the field. Let me pull up his name real quick. I do have a wager on him. I just can't find it right now. He's got a pretty cool name. Hmm. It's not Taylor Gooch, <laughs> though I do like that name. Gordon Sargent. Oh, that's kind of cool. Gordon Sargent. He won the NCAA Nationals, I think, two years ago. He's played at Augusta before. I don't know how he did. I've just heard that he has experience at Augusta. That's what really matters. I don't think he wins, but I do believe that he will finish in the top 20. So I have a top 20. I should have thrown him on my parlay. Plus 500, 550. So pretty good odds for, you know what I mean, a top 20 finish. You know what I mean? Normally, whenever people are kind of outside of contention, you know what I mean, kind of fluctuates a little bit so we'll see i think he's gonna be hungry he's gonna be the hungriest golfer out there because he's just got a lot to prove um so yeah watch out for gordon Sargent. that's the tip i got from my research okay um i really like other golfers i think i like john ram to win it um uh, outside the top two obviously i think it will come down to chef sky Scheffner and uh roy McIlroy. i think one of those two should be the favorites and rightfully so but outside those two, because, you know, everyone's picking those two. 
Um, I would probably go because everyone's picking Rory, and I don't like how everyone's picking Rory. That's the only re- reason I'm just kind of staying mm. away from him. I'm gonna go John Ram. He's kind of a wild. Crazy. Country. I've never heard of that guy. John Ham. John Ram. Yeah. Uh, he's won a couple of majors. He hasn't won the Masters yet. That's the big thing. But um, yeah, that's my analysis of that. Um, other things. I'm trying to think of. I had one more thing to talk about about the Masters, and I can't think of it. I'm sorry. It's all right. Maybe it'll come to me later. All what right. do you have? Do you have any other uh, bets you're doing? Uh, no, I just have my top 20 finish parlay. I've got uh, Tommy Fleetwood, Colin uh, Makanella. Yeah. And uh, I got Tiger. Colin's pretty cool. I like Colin. He's just burnt me in a couple bets this year. He's been in first going into the third round. He's just absolutely, I don't want to say melted, but you get my point. He, he shot plus four in the third round. Uh in the last tournament. It wasn't the Valero Open. It was the... Uh, God, the one before that. It was the players. I can't remember. But he shot plus four in the third round. He normally struggles in the third round. And the third round's supposed to be the roughest day. So well, that's you know the reason what? I'm a As long as he can it. stay top 20, I And he does. Care. He does finish very high. Like, he's one of those people that... I don't want to say he's in it for the paycheck, but you get my point. He knows how to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> he knows how to get... Makes the cut, gets in the top 20 to get that paycheck... He's living a good life. <laughs> That's my point. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for the Masters. I already took off Friday to watch it and play nice. golf. So <laughs> I'll be doing that. Yeah, you'll have to update me because I'm definitely going to forget to check. No, that's okay. Um, Thursday, of course, it starts. The cut will be Friday afternoon. Um, and then they, of course, will have two more days to decide the winner. All right. Well, I suppose that's the Masters talk there. Good Masters talk. Uh, I don't really have anything else. I do have one more bet I placed on it, and it was Tiger to make the cut and Spieth to finish in the top 20. Oh, nice. Yeah, I yeah. forgot about Spieth. Yep. yep. It's one of the ringer specials on FanDuel. Oh, okay. Plus 195. Very good odds. Because Tiger should make the cut because the two first days are going to be some of the best days. It's going to be a little bit cold on that fourth day. So hopefully Spieth can pull it out. Spieth and Justin Thomas, they've not been playing up to their abilities, in my opinion. Thomas has struggled on the putter. And Spieth just hasn't really, you know, been there in the final couple of rounds in his last couple of tournaments. But, you know, you never know. Never know. Maybe this is his one. He's just saving it all for the Masters. I do think I am going to put a Dustin Johnson uh, top five finish. Really? Yeah. That's going to be the one live golfer I will bet on. All right. Maybe Cam Smith. I don't know. Might, might dabble with it. So... Those are the only two live golfers I'll dabble with. Everyone else I'm just forgetting about. My nose is itchy. Yeah, you're good. So, any closing thoughts, Chad? Oh, no, not about the Masters, just generally. I want to thank all the listeners for a great sporting year. Yep. Uh, this will be the part of the year where we... Take a little break. Take a, take a little break, take a little, little hiatus here. You know, we'll be back every couple weeks or so with some updates. You know, I mean, once the NBA playoffs, well, it depends on if either of our teams make it, of course. But <laughs> is there a chance that both the Thunder and Mavs don't make it? If I think if the Wolves drop all three, the Thunder go. If the Thunder go zero and three, the Wolves go zero and three, and the Mavs go three zero. I think Mavs can be nine, and Thunder can be ten, or Mavs ten, Thunder nine. No, no, I'm saying if uh, they both don't make it. Oh, if they don't both? The Jazz would have to win, like, three in a row, I think, and Mavs would have to drop one, and the Thunder would have to win zero. 
So if the Jazz win all three, the Wolves obviously the win Wolves a lot. Would, would have to win one game, and then if the Thunder went zero and three, then yes, the Mavs and Thunder would both be out. So if the Mavs and Thunder go zero and three in their last three, they're both out. Yes. Thanks. Well, if the Mavs drop one game, they're out. <laughs> and if the Timberwolves win one game, they're out. That's wild. I mean, hey, go Thunder. Thunder up. That's all I got to say. Thunder up. And get the draft pick. I don't even know if we have a draft pick, but we should get it. You, I guarantee you have some form of draft compensation <laughs> ready for you in this draft. <laughs> I like watching the NBA draft more than I like watching the NBA season. Is that weird? I like the draft. I think that's just the 2K like front office thing, my GM thing. But uh, I like the, the offseason's fun when your team does the right stuff. The uh-huh. Mavs never did. Well, I thought they did, and then Jason Kidd had a vendetta against Christian Wood uh, for no reason. And uh, it kind of tanked our season, and we started Dwight oh. Powell at center again. Oh. Oh. Did you know when the Mavs bring Dwight Powell off the bench in games? They're 11-1 and this season. And... Uh, this season, when they start Dwight Powell, they are twenty-five and thirty-seven. Well, Jason Kidd can't win those games for you because you know he's just a he's spectator. watching. He's, he's just, just a he's, spectator. <laughs> coach, coach, we're we're down two with five seconds left. What do we do? I'm trying to watch the game, man. <laughs> uh, Luca, do a step back. <laughs> he's just a, he's just a spectator, man. You gotta cut him some slack. As soon as if we do. The next pod, if we talk about the NBA at all, I have an all-time rant prepared that I've been stewing on for, for probably six weeks. Maybe we'll come we'll come out of the month and do a quick thirty-minute episode just to rant about the NBA. Oh, I, I you can do it. I can do it. Can I do have it. a lot of pent-up anger okay. to let out about. If Jason the Mavs Kidd. don't make it, expect a rant. Even if they do, they're if they make it and lose in some embarrassing fashion, it will still come out. Alright, sounds good. Alright, we will be waiting for it. I mean, you're good to hear it. Just anyway, a quick 30 minutes. These, these hour-long episodes are kind of doing a toll on me. Yeah. But hey, we got a break coming soon. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, our teams are out. Yeah, thanks for a great sporting year to all of our listeners. Thanks for being a great co-host, Chad. Uh, I was about to say the same thing to you. That's Boom, beat you to crazy. it. crazy. Look at that chemistry we have. Um, yeah, anyway, we'll see you every few weeks with some updates about various things, various sporting events and and whatnot. Um, But yeah, other than that, thank you, and uh, we will see you when we see you.